Earlier we have explored how leaders can lead consciously. But if the very same leaders wanted to lead super consciously, how can they do that? We must understand that control is not leadership. Pure management is not leadership. Definitely statistics are not leadership. Leadership is simply leadership. If you want to lead, you must invest more than 50% of your time in yourself. In trying to sharpen your purpose, redefining your values. Until we generate a consciousness that appeals to every living things. Because leadership is not about leading things, it is about leading living things. When we generate that awareness and that compassion and that understanding, naturally people will be inspired by our presence. But how can these leaders who lead consciously begin to lead superconsciously? How can they become bigger than themselves? Simply by not limiting themselves to themselves. Many successful leaders begin to limit themselves to themselves. They create a bubble of their own opinions and experiences and they never step outside of it. Sometimes they isolate themselves in the cold storage of superiority and such leaders lose their way. There's a detailed research that came out in 2011 by Harvard University done by Bill George. And one of the reasons he writes why leaders lose their way is that such leaders, they surround themselves by sycophants. And such leaders begin to celebrate themselves and not the success that they have generated. And such leaders are so opinionated that people find it difficult to tell them the truth. They always tell them what they want to hear. And hence, such leaders become distant from the truth. It is impossible for them to have an honest dialogue, let alone a truthful appraisal. When leaders lose touch of truth, they lose their way. Leaders who really become super conscious are not the leaders who are arrogant, but they are humble. They are open-minded. And one of the things these leaders do is they look beyond themselves. They seek inspirations from the great minds of the past. Such leaders are so open-minded that they follow the dictum of what our Mahabharata has said. Mahajanur Yenagataha Sapantha Follow in the footsteps of the great people of the past. And yes, real leaders who become bigger than themselves are those who continue to seek inspirations from the great minds of the past. We all know that Martin Luther King has been an inspiration for so many people. But Martin Luther King himself says that he was inspired by Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi often said that he was inspired by Leo Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy himself 
agrees that he was deeply inspired by Henry David Thoreau. And very often Henry David Thoreau says that the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads played an important role in his way of thinking. As you can see, it is not just limited to the political or the social field. Take medicine. Doctors have been inspired by great doctors of the past. Take art or architecture. In fact, take the spiritual world. The spiritual world is founded on the idea of Guru-Shishya relationships. That Gurus seek inspirations of the great Gurus of the past. Pramukh Sai Maharaj often said that the great saints and sages of the past have paved a path for us and we should follow in their footsteps and continue to seek guidance from their every word and inspiration. Never for once he forgot the great contributions of his gurus Shastiji Maharaj and Yogiji Maharaj as part of his personal life. Once when he was asked that how does this global BAPS Sanstha run very humbly, Pramukh Swami Maharaj said that it runs by the sankalp on the vision of my gurus of the past. He often said that I have nothing new to say. All the guidance that has been given by Shastiji Maharaj, I simply reveal to the world. When gurus and the great people of today continue to seek inspirations from the great minds of the past, they become bigger than themselves. But such leaders who are paving the path to superconscious leadership are leaders who seek inspirations from the simplest minds of the present. Take any great successful man or woman, if he or she has achieved a great height, it is because they continue to appreciate the smaller people who have played a part in their story of success. In 2019, Sachin Tendulkar, who is considered in India as the god of cricket, who has broken many records during his lifetime, he once tweeted that in 2001, one hotel staff had inspired Sachin Tendulkar to play better cricket and he would want to personally thank him. Instantly, netizens were all around and they discovered the man, his name, S. Guru Prasad. He was a security guard in Taj Hotel in Chennai. When Sachin Tendulkar was going into an elevator, the guard who was a fan of Sachin Tendulkar approached him for an autograph. And finding him so casual and comforting, he said, if you don't mind, I would like to make a suggestion. And you know what the suggestion was? He said, I've seen you and watched you play cricket, but you are uncomfortable with your elbow guard. If you can redesign or refashion it, perhaps you'll be able to make better wrist movements and swing the bat better. Instantly Sachin realized this and he says that from that day, I refashioned my elbow guard and it made a difference to the cricket I played. Great people continue to seek inspirations even from the simplest minds of today. Be the child. His Holiness Pramukh Swami Maharaj once a child, completely unknown, left a small note in the path of Pramukh Swami Maharaj after a huge festival in Bochasan. And Pramukh Swami kept that note with him. And you know what that note was? In that note, the child had said 
the Swamiji that your asan was so high on the stage that I found it difficult to touch your feet. Pramukh Swami took that note and placed it in the main trustee ward and a trustees meeting in Bochasan. And then said that make sure after a festival, my asan is always as low as possible so even a child can reach me and I can reach him. Even a child can be an inspiration to an institution so vast and big. I remember in Ahmedabad once, one postcard arrived from a complete stranger. And Prabhupada Swami gave that postcard to the sadhus and said that he has an issue, why don't you solve it? When the sadhus started frantically searching for that person, nobody could really find him. After a couple of days of searching, they did find the man. He was not a Swaminarayan and he was not a religious man at all. And when that man was found and we asked him to come and see Pramukh Swami, he had written in that postcard that whenever you arrive, we find it difficult to park our scooters because there are so many vehicles all around the temple. So please, can you take care of that? So Pramukh Swami apologized to him and said that if you find it difficult, uh, please let us know. We will make arrangements. But that man casually said, hey, Swamiji, no, 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 I don't have a scooter anymore. It was something that I had experienced almost 10 years ago when I had a scooter. Now I have a car. There is no issue. But because I saw so many vehicles outside the temple, I thought that you might be here. So I just casually wrote a postcard. I have no issues right now. Still, Pramukh Swami said that you had an issue once. Thank you for bringing it to our notice. Since that day onwards, Swamiji has always made it a point that wherever he goes, that no neighbors or no local people find any difficulties, whether it's with traffic, whether it's with noise, whether it's with anything that could be done to make their lives more comfortable. So even a child's plea or a simple postcard from a stranger is enough to initiate a change in an institution led by a great leader because such leaders are super conscious. But super consciousness does not just limit ourselves to the great minds of the past or the simple people of the present, but the ability to connect to the universal energies. Leaders who are immortal and leaders who are bigger than their own stature are in one way or another connected to the divine energy of God. How many times we have heard that Abraham Lincoln, even in the middle of the civil war, he would find him sitting on a horse and praying deeply to God. He often said that, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side or not, but my concern is whether we are on God's side, because God is always right. His idea and irrefutable faith in the will of God made him stronger than ever. Mahatma Gandhi, one of the founding fathers of India, often said that prayer saved my life. Without prayer, I would have been a lunatic long ago. I had my share of the bitterest public and private experiences. They threw me in temporary despair and if I was saved from them, it was because of prayer. Prayer became a necessity. 
So prayer has been important to almost every leader who has made a difference to this world. To give a current example, Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam, who was one of the finest scientists that India has ever produced, the most loved president of India, himself was not just an engineer, not just a team leader, not just an innovator, not just an inventor, but himself was a conscious and a super conscious leader. He often said and has written in his book Transcendence that I learned the value of truth from Galileo. I learned the value of reasoning from Socrates. I learned the value of equality from Lincoln. I learned the value of non-violence from Mahatma Gandhi. I learned the value of compassion from Buddha. I learned the value of forgiveness from Nelson Mandela. But I learned the value of faith in God from His Holiness Pramukhswami Maharaj who became my ultimate teacher. It was during 2001 when Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam, as the chief scientific advisor to the Prime Minister of India, came to meet His Holiness Pramukh Swami Maharaj. He had come with a beautiful and an elaborate blueprint for India 2020. He told Swamiji that I, with almost 500 experts from different fields and great thinkers, have almost spent one year trying to figure out in which fields India should grow to become a developed nation by 2020. But prophetically, he said that all of us believe that if India has to grow, it must grow in five different fields. One is health and education. Second is agriculture. Third is communication and information technology. Fourth is infrastructure. And fifth is critical technology like genetic engineering, medical technology, nanotechnology. As you can see, year 2020 literally focused on these five areas where health became important, education of our children became more important, IT and communication kept us linked together as a global family, infrastructure for transferring medicines and all these people and everything became very important. And of course, agriculture so far as organic food is concerned, has suddenly taken, you know, the highest importance in our lives. And also critical technology, the ability to create vaccines, genetic engineering, ability to keep ourselves safe. So ultimately, all those five fields have really grown in importance. But Pramukh Swami Maharaj told him in his Gujarati, while Dr. Kalam presented everything, Swami said, Dr. Kalam, something is missing. And Curiously and a little suspiciously, he looked up at Swami and Swami said, Please tell Dr. Kalam, Add a sixth field, faith in God. Without faith in God, how will we produce people who are morally upright and spiritually bright? Without having a nation full of people who have character and caliber, infrastructure alone, will not be able to create a great nation. The worth of a country is measured by the quality of the people. Dr. Kalam accepted that. And as the president of India, wherever he went, whether it was China, Sri Lanka, Scotland, or the European Parliament, he made sure that he made this point that faith in God 
is equally important for the development of not just a nation, but the people and humanity as a race. So real leaders who are super conscious are not just connected to the people of the past or the people of the present, but they are connected from within to the energies of God. And when you have such leaders, such leaders give us direction that make a difference, not just to our lives, but to everyone around us. So in true fact, leadership is about leading from within. And when you have that power to lead from within, you generate an influence wherever you are, whether you are at home or in office, whether you are in the playing field or whether you are just with friends or whether you are just alone with nobody. As long as you lead consciously and super consciously, you are connected with everybody. And when you are connected in this deeper way, you make a difference, not just to the people around you, but to your own self within yourself. And such leaders are naturally followed and sought out for. They are not leaders that need to advertise themselves. Maybe such leaders may not be in the history books as we have discussed before, but such leaders shall live immortally in the hearts of the people. If you are a good father or a great mother, if you are a loyal friend, if you are a person who is compassionate and helps everybody, you already have a permanent place in the people who you influence. Perhaps this example from the great Mahabharata will help summarize everything that we have just discussed. Just as Yudhisthir was planning for a great Rajsuya Yagna, a great ceremony and a ritual that would declare to the world that he is invincible. And while all the preparations were being done and thousands of people had gathered, kings from different places, great thinkers and leaders and experts from society, that's when Yudhisthir just tells everybody that before I give you a go-ahead, let me go and take advice from Lord Krishna. Suddenly a group of people approach Yudhisthir and say, that, but why do you need to talk to Lord Krishna? Because in the scheme of the entire world, Krishna did not have a title or a position. He was a simple charioteer. Krishna was not a king like many other kings who had great armies and great presence. So a leader without a title or a position, and why would Yudhisthira go down to Krishna and ask for even whether he should conduct this Ratsuya Yagna or not? That's when Yudhisthira turns to the people and says, Kechit hi sauradat na dosham parichakshate Artha hetuhu tatheva anye priyameva vadanti Yudhisthira turns to the flock of people and he says that amongst you there are some who are my deepest friends and you love me so deeply that even if you knew the truth and if it was going to hurt me, you would not tell me the truth to protect my emotions. Friends can never tell you the bitter truth. And yes, amongst you, some of you are my worst enemies. And because you hate me, you will tell me that you are telling me the truth and you'll still lie to me. Enemies can never tell the truth. And amongst you, there are those who are my elders, who love me and respect me, and who literally wish well for me. But 
they do not know what is really good for me because of the limitation of knowledge. And yes, amongst you, there are the knowledgeable, the intelligent people who know everything, but they too are filled with greed, lust, jealousy, avarice. So because they are impure, whatever advice they will give me will not be pure-hearted and may not really guide me. And yes, amongst you, there are those who are truly well-meaning, but they themselves also want to do well. So there is this tinge of selfishness. That's why they cannot tell me the complete truth, the whole truth that will really guide me. It is Krishna who is completely selfless, who is beyond the selfish motives of this world, who is desireless. There is nothing I can give him that he would want. And Krishna who is always truthful. Krishna who not just loves me, but he knows me. He knows my past, present and future and yet accepts me and trusts me. And Lord Krishna, he is willing to tell me the truth, even if it hurts me. That's why I continue to go to Lord Krishna to seek advice. Such leaders, even amongst human beings, who are not just conscious, but super conscious, they rise beyond the limitations of this world. Such leaders, they become limitless and they are timeless. So today, as we have discussed that we should lead consciously and with the connection of God, we should lead super consciously. I pray for everybody, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever challenges that you are facing, whether it's personal or public, may God really guide each one of us and turn each one of us, wherever you may be, into a leader that influences everybody around you positively. Remember your smiles at your home, your brightness in your office, your frankness while playing a game, and your jovial nature whenever you meet your friends and people around you does generate a spark of positivity and is a symbol of you leading consciously and superconsciously. Thank you and Jai Swaminarayan. BABS Better Living
ಪಿ ಎಸ್ ಬರಳಿವೆ